0: Hey, this is Mike Missanelli, and you're listening to the Feed the Embiid, the number one Sixers podcast in America. Yeah, 2-1 on his jersey, playing like he's number one. yeah, homie, let the fans know it Watch the trailer, all the three is going in your eye If you mess, you better get back Cause if the bees, there, won't be a putback Keep all that trash out of the paint Cause Embiid will put it back in your face He's a cold-blooded killer, and he take no prisoners Yeah, dump off from TJ Call it to feed to Embiid <laughs> Good evening everybody, this is The feed to Embiid, and I am your host Austin Krell. Game 3 was tonight in Brooklyn, the Sixers obviously playing the Nets in a locked up series 1-1, to the Nets won game 1 of course, so they had taken back home court advantage, or so it had seemed, for a time at least. The Sixers announced before the game that Joel will be missing the game with I guess what you could call a knee soreness. Now they they, they call it between uh, load management and knee soreness, but we'll call it what it is, and that would be knee soreness. And so you're back a little tense, got a little scared. Big game on the road. You you're not only worried about this game, and in large part this series, because if you go down two to one, you got to win game three, got to win game four, or else you're you're down three to one, and then you're then you're not. You're not in good position at all, but beyond that, we're not Joel Embiid's career because what does it say about him as a player if, or about him as a healthy person and player, if it's a big game in the series and he can't play, it means that there's something seriously seriously wrong there. He wouldn't miss a playoff game if he could go, so it's it was concerning. And nonetheless, the game had to play. You had to play the game, of course, without Embiid. So it's figure out a way to win or crumble, and. You needed big games out of the big stars, or what we thought were stars on this team. Um, You needed Ben Simmons to to continue to play like he played in Game 2. You needed a big game from Jimmy Butler, Tobias Harris, and J.J. Redick. Um, And you needed to to find a way to eke out a win tonight, because what this game did psychologically, a win, what, what that would do is, Tell the Nets, hey, we lost to them on our home floor, our first playoff game in I don't know how many years, um, and they didn't have their best player. As you can imagine, and as I'm, I'm sure you can guess, that demoralizes them. Because if they can't beat you on their home court without your best player playing, They damn sure can't beat you with your best player playing. And the home court advantage doesn't really mean shit because the Sixers, if they win, it it tells you that they're not not phased by being on the road in a hostile environment. And the Sixers came out. It was a bit of a Nets advantage early. Nets were making shots. They led by as many as five in the opening quarter. And then that was it. The Sixers, they tied it up. It took a lead, He got it up to 10, and they locked it in from there. They had control for the entire game from the middle of the first quarter on, led by as many as 18 in this contest. The Nets made runs, um, but in the end, the Sixers closed the door. They come out, and they whoop Brooklyn, for the most part, one 31 to 115. Ben Simmons, who, by the way, did kind of have a bit of a reason to come out with energy and some fire in his eyes, because some uh, role player named Jared Dudley came out and said, "Hey, uh, Ben Simmons is a great player in transition. He's he's average in, in the half court, and you know." I'm all for trash talk. I'm all for guys, you know, say, saying stuff. I, I I buy into it. I feed off of it. Gets me going. Um, and it gets everyone else going. It gets the team going. But when was the last time that Jared Dudley did anything remotely relevant? When was the last time that he had any kind of effect on a game? He's bounced around from team to team. And he's now a role player a marginal role player, on a mediocre Brooklyn Nets squad. He had zero points in Game 1, couldn't even play in Game 2, and tonight, after his comments, had another zero-point performance and a total plus-minus of plus zero. He took two threes in the third quarter. One was an air ball, and the other was well short. So, Mr. Dudley, I'd advise you to sit on the bench like a good boy and just keep your comments to yourself because clearly you can't back him up with your play. And if you can't back up with your play, what's the point? We're just going to laugh at you because we're laughing at you right now. And We've been laughing at you all game long while you did nothing and Ben Simmons ate the lunch of the entire team. Ben Simmons had 31 points tonight, a playoff career high, and uh, and one point shy of tying a career high overall with nine assists. 31 points were a career high, not, not nine assists, of course. He also had three turnovers and was a plus 11 on the night. Damn good night for Ben Simmons. On top of that, 11 of 13 shooting for Ben tonight. Efficient, dominant, and he made nine of eleven free throws. The Nets played hack of Ben end of the game. He missed the first two, made the next four, and they said, "Oh, that ain't gonna work," and they stopped doing it. Ben Simmons was in a hostile environment after a, after a uh, after a a guy talked some some junk to him, and fans were you know, making signs about him um, by, by by Brooklyn saying missing Ben Simmons and they're him, comes in and puts on arguably the best performance of his career thus far. Ben was the uh, King Cobra player of the game. And he, I think, might have just won the series for the Sixers. Still got to come out win two more, but that is a very demoralizing loss for the Nets. Very demoralizing. Um, Tobias Harris had an unbelievable game too. He was kind of qu- he was absent really in Game One. He played but he just didn't do anything. He ha- he got he got he you know was starting to pick up a little bit in Game Two. Outstanding tonight, twenty nine points and sixteen rebounds, eleven of nineteen shooting. Six of six from the th- from the three point line, sensational. Um, Jimmy Butler, sixteen points, seven assists. He didn't have to take a ton of shots. He only took thirteen shots, um, but he had a really big impact on the defensive end, going under screens with Russell, making sort of not giving them much space out of the pick and roll, making them have to guess and t- sort of not be comfortable. I mean, they, they, every time down the Nets weren't sure what kind of shot they were going to get in Game One. They was they were they, it was the same look every time. They got hot, they got comfortable, and they're ready to go tonight. And really in Game Two, it was they weren't really sure where, what the shot was going to be, and it was really just a it was really good for the for the for uh for for the defense. It kept the Nets out of rhythm. It kept. That um, it kept the Sixers in control for the large part, and the Nets just really weren't making shots. They really just weren't making shots after uh, you know you know when 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 the Sixers really tightened it up on defense. And beyond that, um, it really was encouraging back to back games to really see the, the defense pick up after a, a an atrocious game one. There were some moments of letdown. There were some moments where you're like, damn, it can't happen again. But for the most part, they're not having lazy uh, closeouts. They're not missing guys for wide-open shots. They're not cheating on screens and getting beat. They're not hedging or switching too too weakly, getting up open looks. They're communicating. And they're executing really, really well. They're doing a really good job um, with the defense. And... Um, J.J. Reddick had another huge game. He had four, three or four threes in the third quarter to really put the Sixers up big in the, in, in this game. Um, he had 26 points overall, 7 of 17 from the field, 5 of 9 from the three-point line, only one turnover. He was a plus six. Really nice game for, for J.J. Redick. Now, because they didn't have Embiid, I'm sure I, I should have probably answered this question earlier, but... What did they do at center without Embiid? They didn't start Bobon. They started Greg Monroe. And in my article that I put out uh, today via the Sixer Sense, I sort of detailed why Bobon was a good fit for this series to back up Embiid, but why Greg Monroe was a good fit in next series to be the backup. And it, it, it that article, you know, Greg Monroe did not support that article at all. He really uh, he did not, not did not help me much in my case. Um, on paper his stats were were, were okay. He played 24 minutes, had 13 rebounds and 9 points. He, he did shoot 4 of 13, though, um, in no turnovers, but he was a minus 9. He, his defense is just got awful. And I, I did say that in my article, so I'm not saying that I was completely wrong. But, I mean, his, his offensive game is just nowhere near what it needs to be to, for, for the Sixers to really consider him as a backup option. Um, he looks out of shape. He really doesn't have the touch. I mean, he hasn't played in a while, but he really did, he was missing a lot of, of, of finishes around the rim. But he did have some nice plays. He he made some floaters. He um he, he, was, he was he did finish some shots. But for the most part, it was an open lane to the basket every time he was on the floor for the Nets. When he was in the game, the Nets would go on a run. As soon as Boba would come in, they would get you know, the Sixers would, would would bring the lead back up. Um, speaking so that you know going forward to be interesting. I don't know if you can go with Monroe again in this series again. I'm not sure this is a great matchup for him because he isn't that big. Compared to Bobon. And while neither is very fast, at least Bobon's length can sort of uh, neutralize his lack of speed. And it makes for really good rim protection against guards. Whereas Monroe really just can't, even doesn't have the reach to be that effective. So if they have to sit and beat again, I don't know what you do. Um, but I'm probably leaning towards this same lineup. Because Bobon. <sighs> It's tough, he fouled out, and Boban fouled out in six in, in eighteen minutes. Um, that was a lot of minutes for him tonight. If he hadn't fouled out, I'm sure he would have played more down the stretch. He had fourteen points, eight rebounds. Um, he made eight of he made all eight of his free throws, and I thought that it was a really another really good effort by him by him on, off the bench tonight. Um, James Ennis was horrible. He needs to be better. I know you got him for a second-round pick, but he—he he, you got to give me more than what you give me, bro. I mean, he had a couple—I think he had two layups. He was 0-3 from downtown. He had four turnovers, um, and they were really bad turnovers, too. And it was, just like, it was at the worst time. It didn't really matter because the Sixers won by 16, but it's going to be a game where they're not up 16 and where that turnover costs you. And so I need more out of you. I need you to be better in the limited time you see. Um, but, all in all, it was a really good win for the Sixers. Defensively, the key was that while all their their guards got their, got their numbers, like D'Angelo Russell had 26 points, but on 26 shots. Um, Dinwiddie had 15 points on 13 shots. Levert had a really good second quarter. He had, I think, 19 points. And he had... Uh, twenty six overall, but he it's it's so yeah, seventeen shots, pretty efficient for him. Um, as the you know the Nets guards combined for uh sixty seven points, and then you had um another twenty nine from 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 uh, J- uh the heck is his name? Jarrett Allen and Ronde combined. Right, Hollis Jefferson. That side of them, pretty much no one else scored, really. Um, Demori Carroll was largely ineffective. Rodion's Karouks gave you minimal. Harris missed a shot after shot after shot, and so I mean there there were five guys in the, for the Nets who really gave you some good scoring, but you could have also just reshuffled this lineup and said their 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 starters give you a ton of give them a ton of. Uh, of production and then their bench and really didn't do jack shit, and that you and you'd be and you'd be right in saying that. Um so while the Nets individual stats were better than I thought they would be in this game, it was still just a very lopsided effort by their personnel, and that there was just five guys dominating it and the rest didn't do anything. And so Sixers really played a great game tonight. I thought they the, that they, they really responded to not having beat and I think that they actually probably planned this game for him, Embiid, to set out because it just look, felt like they were ready for this, and they were planning, like, like they knew that this was coming, and so that makes me think that maybe they, they planned him to set out in game three, and if they they're confident they can set, out, if they if they think they can set beat out on a road tied one one, tells you that they're really confident in themselves in this series, and I'm and I'm glad to see that I am. Because um, the whole city was sort of unsure of that after game one, not my, not as much myself because I didn't think you could beat them four times in seven games, but a little 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 question, questionable for for, for me. Um, nonetheless, they'll be playing again on, um, I believe Saturday, um, and then I would think it would go game five on Monday. Maybe Tuesday at the latest, um, but big game on Saturday. Chance to go up three to one. Hopefully, Joel plays. and If they go up three to one, it's over. Headed home up three to one. Um, Got to close it out at home, and then Brooklyn have a good summer. And um, we'll be back with more post. We'll be back with more coverage following the game on Saturday. As always, do you like shotgunning beer? Do you want to increase your shotgunning time at parties? Check out my boys at the King Cobra. The King Cobra is a shotgunning tool that makes a perfect shotgunning hole in under a second. Also a tab puller, bend puncher, and all fits on a keychain. For more information about the King Cobra, check them out on Instagram at the King Cobra Co. That's the King Cobra Co. And Cobra is 12 with a K. For a 10% discount on all products, enter the code trustthecover 10 All caps, all one word. Pick up yours today. The feed to MB and its name are protected by U.S. copyright laws. Reproduction and distribution without my written permission is prohibited. Copyright the feed to MB 2019. Sixers win Game Three, take a two-to-one lead in Brooklyn despite not having Joel Embiid. 131 to 115. Back in action for Game Four on Saturday afternoon. We will be here after that affair and hopefully they can go up three to one after that and then come back home ready to close the door. It's three o'clock tip off. We'll see you probably around five thirty five forty five. Um game five will be Tuesday at eight o'clock. And it should be a fun one. As always, I'm Austin Krell. You can find me on Twitter. Austin, now it's Austin Villanova. All one word. Um, talk talk Sixers, talk ball, what, talk whatever sports you want. Um, I'm always game to listen. Just be respectful, please. That's all I ask. Um, and we, and this is the feed to Embiid. And, um, As always, thank you for tuning in.